What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? You are now tuned into the third episode and a new edition of the Sodo Podcast Show. Hey, man, there's a lot for us to talk about today. There's a lot for us to talk about today. Um, a lot is going on today. And I really, 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 really want to talk about this with y'all. You know, in the light, in the wake of all this stuff that's happening, all this silver unrest, you know what I mean? Like everything that's happening, like you really got to pay attention. Um, some people are going to be uh, are going to be surprised at some of the things that are happening out in these communities. You know what I mean? So without further ado, I'm just going to get right into it. And we're going to talk about this, man. Um, I just happened to be on on, on Instagram today. And uh, I was just, you know, doing my little regular, uh, what do you call it? I was just doing my regular uh, uh, little scroll through, you know what I mean? I don't be on Instagram that much, but I did see a uh, significant post from the Portland Police Department. And we're talking about Portland, Oregon, okay? So I seen this, um, let me see if I can find them here on my Portland um on my IG account. So I'm just sitting there scrolling and all of a sudden I see this, uh, I see this, this, this post, uh, that, that looks like, uh, Portland. They posted from was the current chief, Jamie Resch. Uh, she was the, she was the police chief of the Portland police department and her message read, I've listened and our community I've listened in our community. Um, what does this say? It says, I have listened and our community, and you have said, show us change, right? Um, Portland police needs to be the leader in change. It starts with trust. This change in leadership comes from my heart. And she has stepped down and she has given the reins to uh, a lieutenant who, uh, who's been, I think, on the force since 2002. Um, and his name is uh, Chuck Lavelle. Right. Who is an African-American um, and he has an opportunity to lead the Portland Police Department. Now, not Chuck uh, Liddell, not the not the UFC dude, not the USC fighter, because he's white. But Chuck Lavelle is an actual. He was an actual lieutenant of the Portland Police Department. Now he is. He is. He is the chief of police of the Portland Police Bureau, guys. B Bureau. B Bureau. I don't even know if I can. I just say department because I don't like to say the word bureau. I don't even know if I can say the word. So I just say Portland Police Department. Y'all get the point, right? Um, so, yeah, so I was on this Instagram and I saw this and it was just an obscure post. You know what I mean? I hadn't seen nothing in the news that was, um, you know, I, I was too busy working today and then uh, doing some telework and I was at home and I, I didn't even have a chance to see anything in the news. But it caught me off guard. Apparently, this was released a while ago, um, but it was very obscure to me. So I started reaching out and, and, and seeing if I can find other mediums of where uh, where where this was posted at. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yes. So now. Chuck Lavelle, not Liddell, not the UFC fighter, but Chuck Lavelle. He's an African-American um, and he I think he's 46 years old. So before I get into the um, into the Portland police business of the chief stepping down and giving the reins to uh, to an African-American chief or, or officer. Have any of y'all seen a video, recent video in Minneapolis uh, 
where the Minneapolis mayor was uh, was getting trolled and embarrassed at a citizen rally. Um, it was pretty compelling. I mean, the video, the video that I saw, I got to say it was pretty it was pretty sad, but at the same time, it was pretty funny because whoever did it, they did some pretty cool edits. Uh, they did some pretty cool edits with uh, with like all kind of sad music in it. And then they also showed him amongst these people at different times at different events and stuff like that. So um, if you haven't seen this video, I, I, I suggest you Google it. Right. Because this is what happens. This man, this is what happened. This man was at this rally. Right. And I mean, they gave him the mic and he got up there. And I mean, he was just a giving that good old cheerleader patriot speech. And I mean, he was talking about we need change. Police needs reform. All this stuff that that he was saying was powerful. Right. But to be honest to me and in my is it's like this is the same stuff that politicians always say to people to get them riled up. But he was amongst a crowd of looked like um a mixed crowd of people of color, people or white people, but it looked like the majority uh, were people of color. And it looks like the people that were running the rally was, uh, was, I don't know if it was black lives matter or some local chapter of black lives matter, or if it was a, a totally different organization um, that they've been able to uh, use in their community. Um, but he's at a rally, right? The, the Minneapolis mayor is at a rally um, and they give him the mic they show some footage of him giving some real supportive and real powerful stuff that he was saying. Right. They give him the mic. He says all this stuff. And then they say, hey, they say, hey, mayor, we got a yes or no question for you. Right. So I'm like, it's almost like you can see it on his face. You can almost see it on his face. He's like, what in the hell are these people going to ask me? Right. So they said, mayor, they ask him if he supports the defunding of the if he supports the funding the police department right so he looks at the girl on the stage because he's like he's he's sitting down on this he's kind of standing down right below the stage and he looks at the girl he was like what do you mean abolish it and 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 the girl said the girl said because it's this is him asking for clarification right and i'm like oh man this is just not good right so the girl said no she said, we don't want no more police and people walking around our neighborhood shooting us. Now, I'm going to cover that ignorance in another podcast episode. I won't get into it here. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm telling you what she said to kind of give you some context of the video. She said, I don't we don't want no more police and people walking around our neighborhood with guns shooting us. This is what she says. And at that moment. He said he he answered the question. He said, no, I do not support the full um, the full uh, abolishment of the police department. Man, why he say that when he said that? I almost wish he would have said it in a press conference and, he, and, and where he couldn't get direct that much direct feedback. You know what I mean? So this man said, I don't support the the, the total. Um, abolishment of the police department man those people started booing and 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 yelling and chanting at this man and if you see the video he knew that he had to go and i commend him like the fact that they were becoming pretty hostile crowd this is not i, I don't want y'all to lose me here we talking about the mayor y'all we talking about the mayor of the city of minneapolis right 
You got people booing him and chanting, go home, go home. Can't remember his name. You know what I mean? And that 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 was sad. It was funny. It was confusing all at the same time because I don't think that he knew what was about to happen. Right. But here's the thing. I commend the man for walking out of there when he did, because who knows what kind of incident could have had on their hands with these people and the emotions and the tension and all this stuff that was just riding high from from the incident that happened with the unfortunate, untimely death of uh, Mr. George Floyd. So he got up on out of there and uh, I mean, he walked out of there with his tail tucked and those people were celebrating Well, they were chanting at him. And I'm sure they were celebrating that they got him out of there. Now, what was interesting that the girl who was on the mic, who was running the rally and she prefaced it and she said uh, she said she was telling the crowd, she was like, hey, you know, we got a yes or no question for him. You know, do you about do 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 you about, you know, do can you what am I trying to say? Do you support defunding the police? And she looks at the crowd. She said, hey, it's election time. You know, election time's coming up, folks. And she says, if he says yes, you already know what we're going to do. But if he says no, excuse my French, she said, you already know what the we going to do. So the crowd just went crazy and they kind of pumped up and they like, yep. So they already they already know where this is going. But you can see the power that those people had and they were persuaded. Right. They were they were they were persuaded. They already knew like, hey, and this dude say no, it's about to be on. So this is going to be interesting to watch because um I don't want to cover too much of it because I am going to cover it in another show, uh, but it's going to be interesting to watch. And this is this has a uh, this has a direct um, correlation to what uh, the the basic topic of this of this podcast show is that the Portland police chief steps down. Um, and what other optics like what does this actually look like? I don't I already know what it feels like, but I'm asking myself, what does it looks like? Right. So for the black community, you know what I mean? Like, man, we got to here's the truth. We got to ask ourselves in the black community of the city of Portland. Right. If the change is to change the dynamics of race, then if it's only race, then we got a long way to go. And there's way much more work to do. There's way much more work to do. If the only change that we want to see is like, OK, because I can tell you right now, I mean, I felt a certain way about it and then seeing the comments of people commenting on this stuff they're like so basically you just said in the wake of all this to the old chief the, the white lady all right you just out of here and now we're gonna put a black man in there and that's just gonna make it better right this is how people are taking it you know um excuse me so i have so many questions y'all i mean like this was so abrupt i mean the first female African-American female uh, police chief of Portland, uh, she left. I still don't know why she left. I'm not even going to try and explore that. But she's now the chief of police in uh, Philadelphia. I'm not even going to try and explore that. But I just have so many questions now based on Chief Rush's um, or former Chief Rush's Instagram post. She must have been somewhere with community leaders, uh, uh, politicians, of course. Um, and it, and it sounded like there was pressure on her. 
Now, look, the city done burned down a few, you know, they didn't got some burning up in the city a few nights. And I don't know if it was just too much pressure for her or if she said, you know what, I am going to take a step back. And if this is what the people are asking for, let's give it to them. Right. But still, I got so many questions because, like I said, if the change that we want to see is just the change, the optics and, the you know, the, the, the race thing, then we got a long way to go and more work to do. However, however, check this out. However, it does hold some weight. It does say something. You know what I mean? It does say something that regardless of what I may say or think or what other people may think about policies at this point, just that alone that this lady or whoever else was involved said, let me step back, right? Let me step back. If the community is saying this, then let me step back and um, let me let this be what the hell is going to be. Right. So luckily she had a Lieutenant who was actually the, I would say the second, uh, not the second in command, but kind of like, uh, I don't know. You want to call him like a chief of staff. He was he was actually the chief of staff of Chief Chief Danielle Outlaw, who was actually the first uh, black uh, female um, police chief in Portland. So the man got some experience. Right. Um, but I, I still got so many questions, man. I got so many questions. Look, with the new proposals to uh, defund some of the current police programs in Portland, um, I'm extremely curious to see where this chief Lavelle will stand. I'm very curious about that. Um, <clears throat> I haven't seen nothing of him speaking publicly about it uh, on social media, but this is going to be very, very interesting because um, city politicians, uh, city officials have uh, kind of started the ball rolling of some of the programs that they wanted to fund in the Portland police, not the entire police department, but what they want to defund as far as programs like uh, just last week was effective immediately. They took all the um, they're taking all the resource officers out of the out of the schools, um, which is an, a change that I actually agree with. Um, but there's going to be a lot of uh, what do you say? There's going to be a lot of a, a lot of challenges for for Chief Lavelle. Um you know what I mean? I just have so many questions and I cannot wait to see this man speak about some of these issues. You know, um, I've met the man and spoke to him personally quite a few times. Actually, um, I've had conversations with him um, from what I know about him. Like we're not friends or anything like that, but I've had the opportunity to talk to him um, and and actually kind of pick his brain about stuff. And I believe that he is passionate um, I believe he understands the community as a whole, not just the black community. Um, and he has the leadership qualities that's needed, uh, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Regardless of what somebody else might say, uh, I think the man got the leadership qualities as needed. Um, however, uh, now is the time to start looking at, you know, and this is for community uh, citizens. You know, start looking at the police union. Uh, start looking at. Uh, the departmental policies and, and 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 be very, very clear about what it is that you want as a community, you know, and how the chief of police can help you facilitate that when it comes to community policing. Um, I, I think this is a great opportunity. You know what I mean? I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, in my honest opinion, and I'm going to say my honest opinion, only me. I'm not speaking for anybody, anyone else. OK, I want people to understand that because 
believe me, there's going to be news that comes out about Chief Lavelle. There's going to be people that say they know him and maybe some old beefs and all kind of stuff. You know, everybody's going to have their opinion on him, but I'm just going to speak on my opinion and I emphasize my own opinion. Um, you know, I honestly think, in my opinion, that Chief Lavelle is a real stand up guy um, and he's a balanced guy and that he's going to catch some serious heat when he doesn't agree with something that the community specifically the community, the black community pushes on his plate. Right now, y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Like, so, you know, this is a self check to the communities of color, because as a black man, I have this strange, strange, strange feeling that at some point Lavelle will be villainized by our very own community. Right. <clears throat> um, you know, history shows us uh, that we have a um, a clear tendency to think that just because a person is black, that they would just drop everything and bypass everything and magically make the black community this uh, magical oasis, right? Here's the news, folks. Here is the news. The news is it's not going to happen. And let me give you my first exhibit. My first exhibit is exhibit A, former President Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> former president Barack Obama, like if y'all remember the hype and I'm using this as a, as a, as a correlation to where we're at, because it's important, right? Um, if y'all remember when Obama was going through his campaign, when he was elected, I mean, you had everything. My president is black and you know, duh, 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 duh. And still to this day, we still find communities of color, right? We still find communities of color in some of the same situations, circumstances, and predicament. A lot of people question, what did Barack Obama do for the black community? And to this day, you got people arguing that Trump, President Trump, has done more for the black community than Barack Obama. Well, I'm not going to sit up here and debate that in particular, right? But... It's something to talk about. And I'm using Barack Obama as exhibit A because the psychology of black folks in communities of color. Right. The psychology of black folks in community of color. Is we think, you know, I think the, the saying goes sometimes there's another side of it is like that everybody that look like you ain't for you. Right. But the psychology says that people in people in the in, in the um People in the black community, they automatically think that if you got a black person in front of you, that's a leader, whether it be in your church, in your city hall, governor, president, it don't matter. You know what I mean? At your job as a supervisor, they automatically think that because you black, this is the black, this is the black, black psychology. I'm giving you all my opinion. And there's some people that probably won't ever dispute this because they know it's true. Excuse me. Um, we automatically think that these people about to come in and serve our interests. I think there's a there's a it's a thin line to that, right? You know what I mean? Like, yes, they're going to come in with a different perspective, different experience, uh, and probably an interest in uh, 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 helping out the black community. However, you got the the ultimate. Um, what you got the ultra, the ultimate neutralizer is uh what is it called politics right and money you know what i mean 
and policies and stuff like that, that people think that the people that are in these leadership positions will not be playing that game. Like they just going to go rogue and they're going to make all this stuff happen and it just ain't going to happen. But this is what we believe in the black psychology, in our black psychology, um, you know, psych uh, psychologically, we believe that, hey, what up, bro? Oh, oh, you chief. Oh, you chief now, huh? What's up? What's up? Ch Why? You're going to see people all over Portland. Black people like they ain't even going to call him chief, man. They're going to be like, what's up, Chuck? What's up? What's up? Why? They gonna, that's how they're going to they be talking to him, right? I find that so interesting, man. I find it so interesting. But um, I'm kind of joking around with that. But yeah, the psychology of black communities, when you see somebody of color, you automatically think, oh, hey, this dude is about to come in. He about to give us everything. He about to do everything we tell him to do. That's to be determined. So right now it's time to get smart on policy. And I'm talking to the black community. It's time for us to get smart on policy, right? And be very clear on what it is that we want in the black community. You know, that the police chief and community policing can actually help us to accomplish. Like, we really need to get smart on that. Um, it's an event. This is a thing that, that, that I, I just, you know, for me, it's... I ain't gonna lie. I was pretty shocked that this happened. Um, I wouldn't have never expected this. However, um, I will say that based on my interactions with Chief Chuck Lavelle, I think that he is going to be the man for the job. I think he has all the leadership qualities. Um, I don't think he's the Moses for all black problems. And I hope that the black community understands this and and, and has grace and try to understand the balance of this man's position and what he's going to have to do, um, that he is not the Moses to lead them out from the wilderness. Right. Um, Lavelle, it, it, Chief Lavelle is only going to be a small portion of the people that's going to have to get involved into uh, making things better. But he's a I wouldn't say small, but he's a he's a pretty big portion of that. Um, and to be honest, optics can be everything for everybody. Who knows? There are some people in certain communities in this city. They just them seeing a black police chief might change up how they think or behave. You know what I mean? In the community, we just don't know. But I do know that I think that he's the I believe that he's the man for the job. He's in the community with people in the trenches. You know what I mean? He has no prop. He could communicate well. Um, I think I think this might be a huge turning event for the city of Portland. And I really, 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 really hope that the people, the, the, especially the people of color in the communities of uh, the, the, the black community in, in the city of Portland really supports this man in the right ways. You know what I mean? Right now, he's going to have so much to deal with. He's going to have to deal with one, the community as a whole. He's going to have to deal with the black community. And he's going to have to deal with. All the anti, um, what do you call them? Anti-law enforcement, anti-police people. And these go to, I'm talking about whites and blacks. He's going to have to deal with all that. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, man. And people, you know, we sit home and we Monday morning quarterback stuff and say, oh, you know, we always look at politicians and leaders and say, you know what? They should have done this and they should have done that. 
and we not running for no office and we not in no um, leadership positions of a city or a town or, or you know, organizations that can have that kind of influence on, on big communities like that. So we, we can sit back and tell these people, yo, you should have done A, B, C or D. But we, we can never be in their shoes unless we uh, particularly run for office. Yeah. Unless we run for office, we win or we get super involved in politics. We really can't we really can't say too much. You know, we know what we want, but sometimes we have a horrible way of communicating what we want in the community. You know what I mean? Um, and one man is not going to fix all our problems, you know. Uh, so I just want to you know, I want to kind of you know, conclude my show and say that I commend chief rush for her service. Um, I've had a chance to meet her once and I, it's crazy cause I didn't even know that she was the, um, at the time she was the deputy chief of police underneath Danielle outlaw at the time. So when I met her, I didn't know she was the chief and I'm just like talking her head off like, da, 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 da. this is what we need to do. You know what I mean? These are good policing, you know, good community policing ideas, you know, and, and I got a chance to kind of just bounce. And when I found out she was the, the assistant chief, I was like, oh, I'm giving away all my secrets. I should have them. I should send an invoice to the Portland police so they give me my money for all these ideas that I'm throwing at them. But listen, um, you know, it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a good time in the city of Portland. And there's some changes. This is not bad. You know, I have skepticism of it and I've expressed that during this show. Um, but I think this is a real big thing that can turn out to be something seriously, seriously positive. So I commend Chief Resch for her service. And I hope that um, Allah blesses uh, Lavelle and protects him because he has some challenging days ahead. Um, but they're not impossible days. Um, these are some real interesting times, folks. Super interesting times. You know what I mean? So um, as always, I always end on a positive note. Love is real. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Do not be afraid to speak up when you see injustice and despair, y'all. All right. Seek to find true balance and don't just stay in your box talking to people who only validate what you feel and what you believe. To grow, we must challenge ourselves. So I want to thank y'all, man. I want to thank y'all for tuning into this. Um, stay tuned. If you are outside of the city, outside of the state of Oregon, why don't y'all pay attention to this issue? Because guess what? This is important. This is important nationwide. Now, I'm about to go turn on Fox News because I think that they have heard. <laughs> I think they have heard about this particular uh, event of the chief step stepping down. And I'm going to guarantee you that they about to roast her. They about to find all kind of angles to twist this. They're going to be calling the people of the city of Port Portland libtards and they're going to go in, y'all. So I'm about to go enjoy that. I thank y'all for listening. Uh, the podcast is up on iTunes, Apple Pod, uh, not iTunes. What is it? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a whole bunch of other places. Um, please listen. Please share with all the folks. I really want to talk about these issues. There's more stuff coming up. I'm going to be posting many, many more episodes. Remember, y'all, love is real. All right. Find a way to foster unity and love everywhere you are. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. Peace.